Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to this lovely Monday evening. Thank you so much for joining us here in this space and time. This, we hope, is a safe space where you and I can admit that we're not perfect, God-centered women, but we are, in fact, in process, God-centered women. This space is called Freedom Girl Sisterhood Radio. Mm-hmm. I'm Wanda Sanchez, your announcer, and let me introduce you to our fearless leader, the one and only, your freedom coach, Don Scott Damon. Give it up for Don Scott Woo-hoo! Damon. Don. All right, thank you. <laughs> and our uh, cohort in the Freedom Girl Sisterhood Network, uh, our writing mentor, my best friend, and our partner, Shelly Beach. All right. Hey, thank you everybody for being on the Freedom Girls Sisterhood. This is uh, a time for us as women to help other women live full and free lives. So we're glad to be here tonight. Yes, we are. What are we going to talk about tonight? I think we are going to talk about courage and bravery in the face of adversity, Mm -hmm. grief, you know, death, the loss of a job. Loss of a family member, mm-hmm. loss of a dream. Life, mm-hmm. huh? Life, right. yes. Right. There you go. Courage, right. what does it mean for a woman who's following Christ, a Christ follower? Mm-hmm. It's the day with courage and, and faith. Yes, right. When you can't see it, smell it, taste it, right. hear it, and you're still choosing to stand. Right. Well, that's a great word you just said. We're choosing to stand. And I'd like to introduce the thought that courage is just not a commodity or a quality that we that we possess or don't possess. Courage isn't a destination that we arrive to. Courage is the result of right thinking. Mm-hmm. And courage is the result of of making a right choice right. in the face of adversity. If I'm thinking about the scenario of whatever it is that I'm living or facing and I'm telling myself the story of failure, and I see myself, I'm getting discouraged. I'm not mm-hmm. being encouraged. Right. I'm not building my courage. I'm taking away from it. So I think courage is a result, and it is a choice. I can choose to stand here in the face of adversity, or I can kind of tuck my tail and run. So I think it's something that all of us have the capacity mm-hmm. to have and to live in. God told Joshua, I want you to be very strong and courageous. courageous. Right. Yep. I mean, how many times did he tell them that? So God wouldn't tell Joshua to do or be something that he didn't have the potential to be. Right. right. I know right. for me, Good. Um, it wasn't that long ago that I was diagnosed with a deadly brain tumor. Mm-hmm. And um, courage for me meant uh, that word abiding. And I know, mm. I know when I was younger, I thought that the word abiding in Christ or abiding kind of meant sitting there, you know. Right. <laughs> but I... I recognize that abiding is a very active thing. It has to do with focus and where mm-hmm. we place our thoughts. And so during those weeks that we didn't really know what was going on with me and what, what was actually in my brain, besides maybe a brain, um, right. I had to simply focus my eyes not on my circumstances, but I had to focus my eyes on who my God was. And so that concept of abiding to me is one aspect of of courage because I know like when I was in a bus, with my husband going up the path in Denali State Park, and I could see that there was only oh, six boy, inches yes. of road over here. I've been in that bus. <laughs> okay, I wasn't. I wasn't very feeling very safe looking over at the 
edge of the road. Mm-hmm. And I had to divert my gaze to um, my husband <laughs> mm-hmm. and keep my my gaze focused over there, or I panicked. And so I think that courage to me means where I, where I focus my eyes and my attention on God, who is the only thing that keeps me safe and protects me. It's not the circumstances around me. I agree 100%. It is the focus. And someone once said that sometimes the anointing or your faith or courage will drip out of your eyes. And what they were trying to say was that, you know, if you're looking at the wrong thing, you can literally feel yourself becoming cold in heart or your your, your fear gripping, beginning to move in, panic. And so what is our focus? And when we shift our focus off of what we stand to lose, and put it on what we stand to gain and the mm-hmm. the the direction that we want to go then courage begins to operate again in our life instead of fear fear always has to do with loss or you know ultimately death i'm going to lose right. something i'm going to hurt i'm going right. to what if courage is i could become victorious i'm the winner i could gain right. so that's where we have to shift our focus that's where i was in those moments what was um Doctors had thought initially that I had a, a really deadly brain cancer, but all I was focusing on was the character of God. Um, I disagreed with him. I didn't think I probably had that diagnosis, but focusing just on who God is and who is mm-hmm. what his character is and that he, he loves us and that he promises security. And heaven is the greatest place that we could ever think mm-hmm. of anyway. Right. And, Amen. And just constantly through music and scripture and keeping your eyes focused on this great, wonderful God that we trust in and believe in. And that um, rather than looking at uh, diagnoses and hospitals and, you know, you could, you can really freak yourself out thinking about things like that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, but looking, looking at God and the reality, re- the realities of what heaven really is and the reality of who God really is mm-hmm. and what he promises us and who we are secure in him. You you can't lose thinking about that. Okay, ladies, so let's take a moment right there, and let's talk about some of the traits of being a courageous, brave, faith-filled woman in the face of life. Mm -hmm. Um, Feeling fear, but choosing to act, you know, not letting the fear stop you in your tracks. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, one of the traits of being courageous. People think that they're being courageous only if the mm-hmm. feeling of fear is absent. But really, it's not true at all, isn't it? It's in the face of fear. It's while at the same time having the emotion of fear, you become brave. You're doing, mm-hmm. that makes you courageous. You're doing the right thing or mm-hmm. you've made a choice to act anyway. I think Joyce Meyer says, do it afraid. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody has mm-hmm. an example That's of good. doing something afraid here. Mom, have oh you done gosh. something afraid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, moving here to Grand Rapids. <laughs> right. You know, going to trauma treatment, um, mm-hmm. letting people really see who I am. Yeah. You know, right. That's why I want to go back to California and visit. <laughs> Half people don't know who I am. Spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say, who are you? What would you do with yeah, Wanda? So that's, you know, definitely that. Um, there's other things. Following your heart, another mm-hmm. trait. Following your heart, having the confidence that um, if you if you are serving God, He's going he's gonna to lead you the way, the way you need to go. Right. Um, trusting in Him. The not word. In your own understanding. Actually, interesting enough, the word courage. Actually, if you trace the etymology back, cur is heart, 
And you see it throughout the word in scripture where you say their heart went cold or their heart stopped. Mm -hmm. They did not have a brave heart. Brave heart is really the word courage. It's living life wholeheartedly. It's living with your whole heart being engaged, not part of you stepping outside of the ring and saying, Mm -hmm. this is too much for me. I'm just going to assume the fetal position. But living with your heart, it takes courage. Right. Living, allowing people, and Shelley, you talk about this too in your book, The Silent Seduction of Self-Talk, um, that negative story that's going on in our minds sometimes and that self-talk mm-hmm. that we have that is so negative, discouraging us. And so we're not living right. life. We're not, we're not stepping in. Right. That's true. Uh, that's, there's, there's always a, a, a negative um, script I know in my head <laughs> that's telling me the not story to, that you are not or that you should mm-hmm. not or that you cannot. Wow. Um, and and so the courage to um, to follow your heart and that that true self of who you who you who we are in Christ and and who we actually our true identity and what that is and to step into that. Um, it takes confidence. Like, yeah, it takes confidence. It takes courage and. Um, to step into that reality because we we want to live out of this false self so often mm-hmm. and um, say more and about cling, the false self. What if that. what if somebody doesn't like who I really am or what if they don't accept me for what I am? So so I develop what a false self. Well, you know, from my childhood, um, a lot of negativity that I that I absorbed when I was a child mm-hmm. that I that I wasn't enough and that my my identity came from my performance and so mm-hmm. that I need to do this or be this or whatever, you know, I might not want you to come to my house, Dawn, because it's not clean enough, you know, or yeah, right. it's not, not good enough or whatever. Exactly. But having the courage to just kind of throw open the door and say, whatever, there's a lot of dust, the dishes are in the sink, whatever, and, and this yes. is this is this is my house. This is my this is me. And um I I don't clean fast or well or often or whatever because because I I'm sick and I'm and I'm slower than most people or whatever, and just this is who I am. This is what it is. And I like what you're saying because if you did not have courage to just be known, right? courage to be vulnerable, then you wouldn't let friends come over and be with you and be in the house. And so the result of that fear is that you're isolated, you're alone, you lack fellowship, you're, you're not engaging in projects or right. Opportunities. Yeah, you're just kind of pulled back from life. See how small we get when we don't live with courage. All of a sudden, our life becomes really little. But when I say, I'm going to be courageous, and remember, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a destination that we don't just arrive at, but it's the result of right right thinking, right believing, and right action. Um, Courage, often, a lot of heroes say, I didn't know I was being a hero. I just did what I had to do. But your life, your life will enlarge. Right. It's like um, really true. a small story doesn't have anything to do with a brain tumor for sure. But my husband and I were on vacation, and everybody was jumping off the side of the boat and the side of the mm-hmm. the rocks, and mm-hmm. I didn't do it. Right. I just didn't have the courage. You know, I missed the opportunity. But the next year when we were there, I was determined. I had thought about it all year, and Aww. I said, I don't want these feelings that I had for a year, feelings of failure, a missed opportunity, regret, the what ifs. If that opportunity presents itself again, I'm going to do it. And I did. 
And I jumped. I took the leap. That's awesome. And I don't feel like I have to do it again necessarily. (laughs) But what I did was I confronted the fear. I didn't wait for the fear to leave, but I did it. And then my self-esteem went up. My confidence went up. And not only that, but my experience and my enjoyment of life. Mm -hmm. That's a cool story. It enlarged Mm -hmm. because I was willing to to face that, conquer Mm -hmm. that, and follow my heart. Right. Yeah. So what other traits? Um, We're looking at perseverance in adversity, just sticking Mm -hmm. it out when Mm -hmm. everyone else has packed it in Mm. and and then some more. Right. You know, and sometimes that's all by yourself. Right. That's not a fun place to be. Courage to stick it out, courage to persevere when everyone else is saying, you know, enough is enough or quit. How do you know when when you've had enough? How do you know when it's time to quit? Or how do you know when you need to just dig down deep? Yeah. Find that courage and stand. And what if what if quitting's not an option? Like with you, Shelly, you have a diagnosis. You had a brain tumor. You had to have brain surgery. You you have to persevere. You can't fold up and quit. No, I don't have a choice. Unfortunately, um, you just have to keep going. Like this morning, I I have to take these injections every other every other day, and they're they can be quite painful. But some days they are. Some days they're some days they're not. You know. I tend to not like to think that, you know, well, I have to take these injections for the rest of my life, but I rather would look at it as though I'm I'm blessed that I have medication that's available to me and that I have an illness that allows me still to be mobile and to minister and gives mm-hmm. me these kinds of outlets for ministry and, um, you know, allows me to still and communicate with my grandchildren and gives mm-hmm. me these levels of freedom. Um, I, I persevere because I, I think that I still can find blessings in in my life that are mm-hmm. amazing. And I have to I have to be honest about those things. I'm I'm not in a neuro I didn't have brain cancer. Right. And I I didn't have to mm-hmm. have you know and my grandchildren don't have brain cancer mm-hmm. and I have so many things to be grateful for. So there's always perspective. So Perseverance and adversity, again, I think comes back to that issue of focus so often mm-hmm. and where I place my eyes. Mm-hmm. It's true. Absolutely. Another, like, totally, I mean, a story that has nothing to do with exactly this, but it was a perspective shift for me. Okay. And I think I've shared this with Shelley when I was uh, cleaning a room that was packed full of just, I mean, I'm like from Florida, Florida half the ceiling up of a teenage girl who oh, <laughs> was okay. out of control. Me and her wow. mother were cleaning her room, and we were we were coming at it from the door. We were coming from the door and started to work, clean out mm-hmm. from the door to the wall. Mm-hmm. And that was a very gloomy thing because all we saw was the, was the trash. Oh, right. And the wall. Mm. And then we turned around and started cleaning from the wall towards the door. Oh, yes. Where the door offered the hallway, there was, Space open right. wide. Opportunity. It was just a different perspective. A future. There was hope. Yeah. <laughs> we saw the the wide open space, <laughs> the right. uncluttered stuff, and it was a different. It was a shift in perspective that changed really the mood of the cleanup. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was a lot quicker. It was just. It was a real uh, object. Uh, an object lesson That's in in yeah. a, di- a different perspective. That's a very powerful thing. I think hope is a piece of the courage, isn't it? Um, that when we have hope. I can courageously persevere because I know and I'm believing for a better day 
or I know and I'm believing that this isn't my always, that God is going to do what he does and there's going to be a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, Shelly, as you were sharing, I think it's really important. You, you talk a lot about your courage by focusing on God and you're focusing on a person. And when you're focusing on God, you're actually having a relationship. We get courage from our relationship with God, don't we? From his mm -hmm. word, yeah. from his presence. Yeah. From him filling us, the the Bible tells us that his perfect love will cast out all the fear, mm -hmm. and so courage is a is a relationship with a person too. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Right. Oh my Absolutely. goodness, life saving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Relationship. Absolutely. I would not. I I just wouldn't have done one millionth of a thing that I've done since I've been here if I'd not, you know, just walked through it. Clenching my fist right. and, you know, tightening my jaw. But I just want to bring it down to the really where the rubber meets the road. Come on. Practical. Okay. Just say it. Okay. Wanda, you had a piece of cake sitting oh. on your table, <laughs> like on the little table by your bed, like like for 12 hours and all through the night the other day that I know how much you wanted that cake. Oh, my gosh. I've never and wanted it, a piece of cake so bad just, in my life. <laughs> you just ignored it, and it sat there. And, and the, the next day it was... It was like hard, like a rock, and you know, and it got thrown in the trash. It was a funeral procession. I, I sung as I took it to the no. trash. <laughs> no, I'm you were the pallbearer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, but where, you know, but you that, conquered. That's courage. That's true. That was courage. That and true. where did you, where did that come from? That's a God thing. Period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but but it's um it's partly that I'm learning exactly who He is, yeah, um and who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's a, like a winning combo there. Absolutely. You know? I mean, I'm just saying that uh, I'm doing a study on the names of God, and it helps me to understand who he is. Yes. And so I've started to pray that way for that particular uh, name, to, name be. to be, like, you know, Manifest. used in my life yeah. and that I can learn how to do that. So right. uh, that's part of the thing that um, that I'm doing now with food, you know, and mm -hmm. that's, that's mm -hmm. my issue. So. Yep. Yeah. One of the programs that you were on with me before, you talked about um, having to right-size, if you will, your relationship with food. Right. You know, and just saying, I, I, I have an unhealthy relationship with food, and it's going to take a work of God and courage for me to face this issue yes. in my life. And yes. talk about um, the three of us thinking about facing issues in our life that's a trait of courage when we're willing to look at what is filled with hope for what can be and, and ready to start that journey. Oh, that's good. I mean, yeah. who, who wants to look at the mess? Like mm -hmm. you said, this little uh, yeah. teenage girl with her bedroom. But you got to start somewhere. Who yeah. wants to get on the scale and say, oh, my goodness, look how far I have to go? Why not rather just say, you know what, just for today, I will have courage today. That piece right. of cake, it didn't own you. You owned it. Right. You know, it sounds goofy, but probably women can relate to this. Uh, you know, I never, ever, until I came here, I hadn't looked at my weight on the scale for 25 years. Oh, wow. And when I'd have to go to the doctor, they all knew. I just said, don't tell me. I don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see it. Don't tell me. Mm -hmm. But I'm free, Ooh, girl. Come I'm free on. that anyway. <laughs> wow. I don't care. <laughs> so what was that denial? Was that fear? Was that? Oh, it was fear, first of all, that I didn't want to jump off the cliff. Mm -hmm. You know, honest, because, yeah. oh, my Lord, I was afraid of right. what it would say. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the things I was afraid of all my life. Yes. Didn't want to be that. 
Um, and so, uh, yeah, it was, I don't know what exactly, well, I know it's God. I, I don't know when it got fixed or whatever, but I just know that the day I said, you look to Shelly mm-hmm. was huge. You look at my weight. I'm not going to look at. That was the beginning of freedom. That was the beginning. Mm-hmm. Just let someone know that I really cared about, see who I was mm-hmm. in the most, like, you know, yes. raw form. Right. And um, and then when I looked myself, mm-hmm. which was probably a couple months later when I finally said, now I'm going to look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was probably within two months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you became vulnerable. I think vulnerability is a piece of um, courage, even though it sounds weird. But when we're vulnerable, we're actually positioned to birth the greatest thing in our life. When When we're all defended and we've got our shields and we have our defense mechanisms up we're not going to grow we're we're not going to we don't need courage because mm-hmm. we we're sitting behind a false you know facade of bravado or whatever it's really fear all of our right. ironclad defense mechanisms Absolutely. really are yep. fear yep. but when we let all those down and say I'm willing to become vulnerable I'm willing to feel I'm willing to own my story I'm willing to let you see me in my worst condition. Yep. I'm willing to hear you speak into my life. That takes so much courage. And it is the it is the beginning of new birth, of new growth. Right. Mm-hmm. It right. is the beginning. I was listening to Rick Warren earlier today, and he was saying that, unfortunately, without the breaking down, there's no growing. The muscle breaks down right. in order for it to grow our defense mechanisms have to break down in order for us to grow. Mm -hmm. Our pride has to break in order for us to... Something has to die for something to be resurrected. Come on now. You Mm -hmm. know, death has to happen before resurrection happens. Yep, that's exactly right. You know, that's another breaking, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So, and then we have the final one here. There's many more, but another really important trait of... Courageous women are um, standing in the face of adversity. Is finding and using our voice. Ah, oh, yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about what oh, that's about. Oh man, you. It takes courage to find your voice. We've been talking about getting to know who we are, but then using your voice, standing up for what you believe, perhaps, or offering your opinion. Because when, again, that's vulnerability. When I offer who I am to you, now you can judge me. Mm. You can like Mm. me or you can disagree with me. Using your voice and not cowering in the corner Mm. when you have something to say, but saying it and standing up for what you believe, not acquiescing to popular Mm. opinion, not, yeah, yeah, popular culture, not acquiescing to peer pressure and whatever Mm. everybody's saying around you. So finding our voice and using it definitely takes courage. I'm still doing that. Um, I do that okay as a person and as a mentor and as a pastor and a speaker. But in the writing world, and my writing mentor sitting right next to me, oh, yeah. <laughs> that takes so much courage. It does. Because I'm like this. Because you're doing Fuck. so well at it. Oh, I'm getting there. You're doing a great job, Dawn. I, I, it's like you getting on the scale. I let her read yeah. it first, and I'm like, just be it gentle. It is just like that. Yes. Yes. Be kind. Be kind. <laughs> Tell me what you think. So, yes, I, I'm still struggling in that area. I think at this ripe old age. Um, 
Because By the way, Ripple, it's your birthday today. Yay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but I think I I think I've struggled with the voice area of my life because I I grew up under a very dominant parent and um I know when I went for trauma treatment I I drew my child like without a mouth. Oh wow. <laughs> Wait, now we got to say that again. So you yeah. did some drama uh, some trauma therapy and you did art therapy and you drew yourself as a little child. Yes. And you didn't have a mouth? No. I was like wow. in a home where I just I my feeling was that I was never given an opportunity to really express my opinion about anything because my father, who in many ways was just a wonderful, wonderful parent, um, but I felt like I never really had an opportunity to express my opinion. My dad's opinion was the overriding and only opinion mm -hmm. in our home, and mm -hmm. and um, we were often told just to be quiet and, you know, this is what you should think or believe or do, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that that changed and shifted and morphed into a, a wonderful relationship as I got older but with your dad with, yes okay and the churches that I that I grew up in were you know very patriarchal and very much where church, where women didn't have an opportunity to really have a, a voice very much it wasn't respected very much and so um I think I found myself just kind of you know developing that voice a little bit more probably as I've you know, went into my 40s and mm -hmm. then kind of finding it along the way there. And I found it largely through my writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. found it largely through my writing. That's uh, that's just so awesome. I don't know if you're, what your, when your voice sounded like when you first found it, but um, my voice was like a raging maniac when I first found it. Like I, <laughs> my, I had a voice when I was younger. I know that. But I also know I was dismissed, you know, as I mm -hmm. encountered abuse and I had to keep secrets or I felt like I had something to say but nobody was listening. So when I finally was able to, I just was, I felt so much rage inside, you know. Oh, yeah. I had that rage. I was expressing it. I was, you know, I was sexually abused um, in my childhood and then again when I was 19. So as I was in um, Christian settings and churches and Christian schools, I found myself advocating for um young people who were being sexually abused. And I was quite vocal. I was actually very vocal on their behalf. And I found myself sometimes, you know, coming up against standing brick alone. walls and standing alone. Mm -hmm. Persevering in adversity. You know. yes. And again, being the female voice in those environments mm -hmm. wasn't always the most popular place to be. So but yeah. that was kind of where my voice became very loud. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, thank you for saying that about the female voice. We don't, we're not trying to be, you know, as they say, feminazis, we're not, no. you know, but there is a reality that women have had a difficulty finding their voice or being respected in those patriarchal systems. And then when we do, then we come across, it's awkward and it's clumsy and it's overbearing and it's over opinionated because we don't want to go back into that space of being right. oppressed or stepped on or squelched. And like Flat Stanley, you were talking about. <laughs> I, I don't want to be, you know, stomped on anymore. Yes. But true courage is to have the balance. I can be silent when I need to be. Right. I can be bold when I need to be. Right, yeah. I don't have to, like, pearl before the swine. I don't have to really defend mm -hmm. myself to you. I can just be quiet. 
And then there's times where, no, I need to use my voice. And it takes courage mm-hmm. and wisdom to know yes. when I'm supposed to be what thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe a woman listening today is facing a long-time situation, like you, Shelley, illness or suffering, or you're in a marital situation or a financial situation, and there's a part of you just crying out that says, I just feel like giving up. But maybe this today is just a message from God for you to say, stand fast in your faith, Mm -hmm. draw deep from the well of Jesus Christ, pull on that courage, take courage, take heart, God is going to work it out. He will not fail you. And that does not to sound cliche or simple. No. no. I know I, 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 was, I threw a title out to uh, my, my agent the other day about a free fall faith and, you know, hanging mm-hmm. on to God. And, and, you know, Tim, he's a man of great wisdom. And he said, you know, just think about that, Shelley. He said, you know, we really don't hang on to God. He hangs on to us. And I, I think that I, I, needed, yeah. I needed that wisdom because... I know that in my times of deepest, um, when I needed the courage the most, let's just say that, uh, it wasn't me hanging God onto God so much as God was hanging onto me. I know I needed to do my part, but God is hanging onto you. He's hanging onto you. Amen. Amen. We're just going to pray. Lord, I just lift up every woman that's listening. May that truth just penetrate deep in her heart, God. You are hanging on to her, Mm. and you will not let her Mm. go. We thank you for it. We receive your courage in Jesus' name. Amen. Great to be with everybody. And um, let's just give them our our Facebook and our website real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, Our website, my website is wandasanchez.com and Mm ptsdperspectives.org. Mine is shellybeachonline.com. You can find me at the Freedom Girl.